Good afternoon. It's 420. That means that it's time for some stoner logic. I'm Tim. I'll be uh, your host today, as all the other days also. Um, welcome back to Stoner Logic. Like I said today, uh, you know, we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart, and I'm sure to a lot of people. Um, that's our pets. Pets. But I'm not going to talk about all pets. I'm, I'm mainly wanting to talk about one of my pets, but we'll get to that. But, you know, everybody has their dogs and cats, and then, you know, people get the hamsters and the gerbils and the, the things like that that they, they grow up with. And just because you have a pet, whether you can have it sleep by your bed or have to be in a fish tank, um, you know, you get attached to these guys. You you take care of them. Hopefully you take care of them. Uh, you know, they, they're dependent on you. They're, they didn't ask to be your pet. You know, I do the same thing with kids, too. I go, look, these kids didn't ask to be brought into this world, so you got to take care of them. Same thing with your pets. And, and you know, like I said, there's all sorts of different pets. Uh, I've had dogs, cats. Uh, hell, my brother and I had 19 turtles, I think. Um, Soft-shell turtles, snapping turtles, box turtles. Box turtles, we called them back in the day. They're gopher turtles. Uh, Soft-shell turtles. We'd trade them for, for stuff with other kids. You know, it was great times. Turtles. Like I said, every stray dog was our dog. We we're keeping it, keeping it. Had a, had a, you know, few dogs, few cats, you know, things like that. Birds. Growing up, my parents had a minor bird. It's a black bird, and it it mimics, and it does a very good job. It actually sounds almost sometimes like the person that's teaching it. So uh, they had friends that had one, and and uh, so so of course you know my parents had to get one. Well, guess who had to clean the damn cage? And minor birds are nasty. They eat a lot of fruit. So they shit a lot. Had to pull out the bottom of the cage, replace the paper, almost on a daily thing. As soon as you feed the damn thing, he, of course, he's crapping all over the place. But he was kind of cool. He was kind of cool. But anyhow, um, so we had, a, we had a minor bird. And, you know, we used to catch birds like uh, blue jays. We would... We'd take a string and tie it to a box with a, a stick and uh, make sure that we'd put the bread underneath it and the blue jay would come up and get the thing. We'd pop that stick and we had a we had a blue jay. Our parents never let us keep them, but it was cool just trying to catch them. So, um, you know, birds, like I said, turtles, uh, fish, uh, I think, you know, uh, my brother and I, we got uh, uh, some some rodents back in the day. But, yeah, you, know, you got to take care of your pets. And we all get attached to the pets. And so when when I got a little older, um, you know, living in an apartment, couldn't really have a, a dog or a cat if you're working all day and you're not there. So, you know, I always wondered, well, what, what kind of pet can I get? Well, you know, most most guys were, were idiots, I must admit. And I was trying to impress a, a young lady because she had a couple of uh, uh, iguanas. She'd always ask me to come up and get it from behind the refrigerator because they would climb back there where the motor was to stay warm. 
and she kept them out of the cage a lot. So, uh, anyhow, so uh, a pet store got in touch with me and said that they had something that they thought I might be interested in. I'm like, okay, well, let's let's check this thing out. And I go, well, what do you, what is it? And they go, well, it's a monitor lizard. And I go, a monitor lizard. And they go, yeah, it's a tegu. I didn't know anything about them, whatever. And I said, well, what's so cool about it? It's carnivorous. It eats mice. I mean, I was in my car heading to that pet store to check out this lizard. So I get to there, and sure enough, here's this, this lizard. He's like yellowish brown. You know, he's pretty active. And he's in a, like a 20-gallon aquarium. Now, he's probably almost as big as that 20-gallon aquarium. So he doesn't have a whole lot of room to move around at all. But there he was. He had claws on his, on his <laughs> I say claws, nails, let's put it that way, on his, on his feet because like they said he's a tree dweller also. He can climb trees. And this guy looks, looks stealth. I mean, he really does. Looks stealth. So, of course, I end up buying him, taking him, taking him back to the place. You know, got this lizard ready, ready to feed it. Well, the first time I feed it was was you know, I fed it some dog food, canned dog food. Well, that was a mistake. Let me tell you why it was a mistake. Because when it excretes, I think that's the word excretes. That dog food, it has a smell. So that wasn't working. So I said, well, hell, they said it ate mice. So I went and got a couple of mice. Well, sure as shit, this guy, it eat, eats some mice. So I decide, well, look, if I'm going to keep this son of a gun, I've, I've got to do some research on it. Got to make sure I'm going to take care of my pet. My pet. So I called the zoo and they didn't have any, but they gave me some, some good information. And then I took the information. I said, well, there's a reason they probably don't have any. So, you know, I, I'm going to forget everything they told me. But I actually had a, a cage built for him because I found out these things could get up to about five feet. I'm thinking, okay, that'd be kind of cool. So I had a cage built that was six feet long for him to be inside. So it's six feet long and it's, I don't know, maybe 24 inches wide, two feet wide, something like that. And it's probably three feet tall. And the front of it is glass. And then, of course, it's built around there. And the top has a, has a piece that you can lift up to put him in there and to put the mice and stuff like that. Well, then this thing slid. It was on rollers. It would slide underneath this case that I had made or had built. And it had cabinets on the end. And this cage slid right under it. And it had a Formica top. And it was like 10 feet long. Well, hell, when, <laughs> when you're living in an all-adult complex, 
you want to be known. So we had two full sets of stereo equipment. I mean, we're talking, you know, 120 watt uh, amps and turntables and reverbs and eight speakers. And those sat on top of the lizard case that slid underneath that thing. And it had lights in it. And so when you put the corn cob in there, and I put some skulls and things, it was a pretty cool looking piece, especially with the stereo equipment. So like I said, we lived in this uh, uh, two bedroom uh, apartment and we moved to a three bedroom that was poolside, had the volleyball court. Well, here, here I got my lizard and I can put him on a figure eight and I can walk him. I mean, it's like, whoa. So, you know, you get to meet people, things like that, and playing some volleyball, hanging out. You know, I'm in my 20s. I'm having a great time. And, uh, you know, people are going, ooh, I can't believe you feed it lizards. Well, I tell you what. When it came time to feed him, which was probably about every four or five days, something like that, I'd, I'd buy two or three little mice and my apartment or our apartment would be filled up with people wanting to watch him eat. And I mean, as soon as you started to pull his cage out so you could lift the top to put the mice in, he's already, he's like Pavlov's mice. You know, they hear the bell ring, they go run for the food. Well, he could feel that vibration. And he would come up out of that corn cob and kind of like a prehistoric dinosaur be looking around. He knew he knew it was feeding time. So, you know, we, we even joked around. I'm just joking now and said that we used to put numbers on them and take bets on which one we get ate first. But, you know, that's that's just hearsay as far as I know. Don't know if that ever happened or not. But Slewfoot, he was he was he was awesome. Well, you know, I I, I had him, I you know, had fun with him, blah blah blah, you know, uh taking care of him, taking him out, putting him in the tub to 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 get some water to kind of like bathe and everything and well, hell, one, one night we, we took him out and I put him in a box so I could clean out his, his cage because you had to replace all the, you know, scoop everything out. You know, mice, luckily with mice, uh, they're more fur balls than anything. It wasn't like the dog food incident that we had. And I quit giving him eggs, too. Eggs were supposed to be good for his, his coat. But, um, you know, I, I put Slewfoot in this, in this uh, box and uh, my roommate and I are cleaning it up and everything. Well, this son of a bitch gets out of that box and now is running. And I mean, he is stealth. Uh, his tail has gotten bigger. He's grown, you know, he's growing and he's stealth. And it's like, boom, he's on the sofa. Boom, he he jumps off and he runs and we had this macrame thing that hung up on the wall and it had lights in it you know like I said you know 
and he gets in there and we're trying to get him down. I mean, it was pretty comical. You had to be there, but we got him, got him back in the cage and, 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 you know, only a few other incidences like that. But, you know, the thing is, uh, you know, you burn one or two, you're taking care of this lizard and, uh, he can go and, and those claws, I would have to hold him with, with gloves because those claws would rip into you. So, um, you know, and, and I felt good about him as a pet. I actually had him, I got him in 1979 and he was still alive when I had to get rid of him in 1980, in, in 1991. So from 79 to 91. So that's 12 years I had him. And he moved from me from apartment to a house that I rented to another apartment with my uh, fiance to, um, you know, to our first house that we had, you know, <laughs> um, put him in there. Well, she wouldn't let me put him in the next house that we got. We were building it. I was being relocated and we were building a house and I wanted to build him into the walls and, and, and like a fish aquarium. I mean, hell, I've had him all this time. And she's like, nope, ain't happening. I mean, we're talking uh, 86. So I ended up putting him in my office at work. And the employees loved that because they could go to the mall but buy mice on my time and in my car. So it was a win-win situation. But unfortunately, in 91... Um, being relocated again and the wife wasn't going to let me put him inside the house so I could put him in the garage. And I said, nah, it gets too cold. Even though I had heat strips in there. I mean, he had a Mac daddy set up. He really did. And I gave him away with the cage, not the stereo equipment, uh, after 12 years. So I'm hoping he's not one of the evasive ones that's down in the Everglades with all those, uh, pythons and things like that. I mean, you know, even though he was my pet and I, I hope he wasn't released into the wild. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I know people that have had baby alligators. Uh, you know, well, they get to a point where, you know, it's a wild animal. And uh, Slewfoot, he, he probably got a good four feet long from head to the tip of his tail. Yeah, maybe about four feet. He was he was he was strong too. And when you picked him up, he would do try to do like that death roll, just like a you know. But but he was a strong lizard. He was uh, he was cool. He was a good conversation piece. You couldn't get attached to him. I didn't cry when I got rid of him. It's not like you putting down a an animal that sleeps with you every night. I mean, you know, yeah, he was a reptile. So. That, that, that was my pet grow, you know, during those years. And then, you know, after that, we went back to the traditional dogs for the kids and things like that. But, you know, I did cry when I had to put them down. I did not 
when I had to get rid of my lizard. And that's, that's one of the things about pets. You get attached. I don't care if it's a goldfish. I mean, shoot, my brother and I would come back from the, from the uh, elementary school fair that they had uh, Halloween time. And we'd come back with like eight big old goldfish from throwing balls, ping pong balls in a jar or something. And, you know, after three days, them things shitting up all the water and doing all that, you know, and then you're flushing them constantly. You don't get attached to a fish. So I can see why people get fish. I can see why people get, you know, a reptile, a snake, or, or you know, a marsupial, a, you know, a, a rabbit or something like that. You, you know, you can't, you know, you can't get attached too much on those. I mean, you know, these 4-H'ers out there, they got to raise a, a cow or a calf, excuse me, a calf or a small piglet or something like that. And then they go to the, they go to the fair and it gets judged and it's grown and people are buying it. They're buying it for probably groceries. So there, there you've, uh, you know, done, done what you can with that. But, you know, so unfortunately, you know, over the last 20 something years, probably had about three or four great dogs, great dogs. And unfortunately, they're all gone. They're not with us anymore. And my, um, we decided not to get any more. And um, so I've tried to find a way to keep myself occupied with outdoor pets. So I, I usually sit outside and I watch nature. And nature can be your pets. We've had, you know, robins and things like that build nests and you can hear their babies and all that stuff. And, you know, but, you know, it's not really like a pet. So I noticed that we had a crap load of lizards. And of course, having Slewfoot, you know, I'm kind of in tune with these lizards. Well, over the years, we've had these invasive lizards that have cross-pollinated with our green lizards or they've They've made our green lizards completely extinct. And uh, now they just go around and I'm serious, people. It's like watching the Vikings raid a village. I have seen these lizards eat other lizards. I have seen these lizards rape and pillage other lizards. I mean, just like that big throat thing comes out, the orange thing and it trying to draw the female and the female might be a little regular lizard. Well, these, these, uh, Android lizards that look like raptors. And I'm telling you, they do, they got this head that's, you know, just not, not a normal lizard that I grew up with, but anyhow, they're cool. And, but it, it takes this other lizard and it mounts it and it'll drag it off. I mean, there's no flowers. There's no candies. There's no serenading except for that. Thing underneath its throat, you know, blowing up and blowing down to try to draw it and then just boom, takes it right off and rapes and pillages and whatever. But I've seen them eat each other. I mean, it, it, it's gotten evasive here with, with us. We haven't 
gotten to the Python stage and I don't want to get there, but you know, it's, uh, if you got pets, take care of them. I always took care of Slewfoot. Like I said, um, I, I wish I knew where he was. I'd give him to a, uh, a guy that had had lizards before and he was a sales rep type person. So didn't keep up with Slewfoot, didn't send greeting cards, didn't get Christmas cards from him. But anyhow, he was my pet. And now I've got these, these lizards that are going crazy out here. So in the summer when it's really hot, they're very active, very active. And in the mornings, hell, it's already 85 degrees at nine o'clock and they're active, they're out there. Well, I can find like a little beetle maybe inside the house that, you know, is, is kicking, got the legs moving or, or, or even a roach, a small roach. And I can scoop them things up and I throw them out there. And these raptors, and I'm telling you, these raptors come out from planters, from things because the motion that these, these bugs are creating. And it's like they surround it. It's like watching Jurassic Park in my backyard. So I got to the point where every couple of days, you know, every two or three days, I might find something, throw it out there, and sure, crap, here come these lizards. So I'm telling my wife, I'm going, you ought to see these things. You know, she's, she's into Cuban tree frogs, which we're going to do a segment on that. But so, so she knows that these lizards are evasive also, but she doesn't believe the fact that I can throw a bug out there and these damn things come out. So, <laughs> sure as crap, she calls me in our bedroom. She says, hey, there's a bug over there. He's still kicking if you want to get him. I said, yeah, come watch this. And, of course, I open up the back doors and I kind of have him on a piece of paper or a magazine or something. I flip him out there. And I close the door and we're looking out the doors, the French doors. And about 20, 30 seconds later, here comes the first one. Here comes another lizard. She's, oh my gosh. And they had their breakfast for the morning. And so, so now I've got my own pet lizards. I try to take care of them uh, with bugs, uh, even finding them outside digging when I'm working in the yard. I can find a bug or two and and take care of them but you know what doesn't really matter it's a, they're not you know i'm not going to cry over them um enjoy your pets get them neutered or spayed if you're if you're uh worried about them getting loose or humping a neighbor's dog or something like that or the cat i mean we've got all these feral cats around here but you know they're fed i'm not saying by who and uh you know, they're, they're around, but, you know, take care of your pets. Do what's right. Like I said, they didn't ask to be owned by you if you are the owner. So take care of them. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, I got I to gotta ask a couple of questions here because, you know, we got to have the mm, moments. So I want you to think about this. 
Why are blackboards green? Why are blackboards green? I don't know. You go to you go to school, you're sitting in class, boom, there's the board. It's green. They're writing on the chalk. Boom, boom, boom. Used to be black when I was growing up. Now they're green. And my last one for you to ponder about is how do you put visible, invisible ink in a pen? Does it come in a cartridge that you can see and you just inject it? I, I don't know. All I know is you get those pens, you can write, and the, the ink disappears or whatever. So was it visible when you put it in that pen? I don't know. But I want you all to think about it. Thank you for joining me. My name's Tim. This has been Stoner Logic on Slewfoot.